Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala Lucci. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. Can't wait to get on the road again. And welcome everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you deep from the Lone Star State, the heart of Texas in Big D, Dallas, where we are a couple days removed from the NHL entry draft. The opening rounds to take place Friday. And uh, and then rounds two through seven on Saturday afternoon. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. And Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings at digitexsupplies.ca. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, regular Wednesday contributor to the show from NHL Hockey and Rogers, their lead analyst, Craig Simpson, at uh, 105 today. One of the uh, top uh, draft gurus out there with Sportsnet. They'll have all the coverage for you on the TV side of things. Sam Cosentino, who works on the Sportsnet uh, major junior coverage, will talk to him about the upcoming NHL entry draft. Lots of opportunity for you to participate in today's show. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. They have Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bull Bice, June 29th. They have Nazareth, the greatest Scottish rock band of all time. August 10th, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can also text us on 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson. Check out Westlock Ford. Great selection today at westlockford.com. Let me tell you, it's worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter, at Oilers Now. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. And uh, handling things back in the studio is uh, a key contributor to Oilers Now, Brendan Ulrich as well. Yesterday, Mark Spector was in uh, studio. Get a pretty interesting perspective on the uh, three-way deal between Ottawa, San Jose, and Florida involving Mike Hoffman. Not quite sure I agreed with Spec on that one, but anyhow, Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, live racing at Northlands Park. Are you hinting at what he said about uh, San Jose and uh, the culture there? There's not a chance that there was a conversation after the acquisition of Mike Hoffman uh, that, uh, I mean, Doug Wilson had already orchestrated this whole deal with the, the Florida Panthers. I mean, he talked to him the night before. He knew exactly what he was doing. 
Uh, you know, and Jason Greger wrote a piece uh, on Oilers Nation, I believe, and it was a valid piece uh, about the fact that Doug Wilson did some excellent horse riding there, Brendan. Uh, he gets Mikel Bodker off the books. The guy was just, uh, you know, a healthy, even though he, for whatever reason, and maybe it's just a byproduct, we've said this far too often for the last several years, but it seemed like Mikel Bodker played his best hockey against Edmonton, but he was a healthy scratch and a bottom six forward most nights for San Jose. They got Bodker off the books in that deal with Ottawa, and then turn around and flipped Hoffman for draft choices. And uh, he ends up adding some significant picks there. I would say that was exceptional horse trading by Doug Wilson. And uh, Pierre Dorian, who got leveraged into a three-way deal with Matt Duchesne uh, for... Uh, Kyle Turris by the Nashville Predators, and now is in a very unenviable position, Brendan, of having, I mean, there's still some people that think he's going to give up the number four overall pick tomorrow. I can't see that happening, uh, or on uh, Friday, but uh, the fact is the, the three-way deal worked out that Colorado gets an Ottawa number one either this year or next year as part of that Duchesne trade, and now in a kind of a three-way deal, Ottawa, who had to dump Mike Hoffman in fairness, to get them off their, uh, out of their organization, and even though things aren't finalized in terms of what exactly happened between Hoffman's fiance and Eric Carlson's wife, I, again, it kind of looks like to me he got worked in a three-way deal. And so uh, give credit where credit's due to Doug Wilson. He did a good job on that front. Anyhow, uh, how was uh, things over the last... By the way, Brendan, when we got here, it was 30 degrees and rainy. So it's been very humid down in Dallas, Texas. Uh, a lot of the order uh, management and scouting entourage is arriving today in Dallas. Uh, we had some uh, hits to do and that sort of stuff on the Oilers TV side. But what was the sense that you got on the Hoffman trade yesterday on the phone lines and on the text lines at 630-630? Well, first of all, it's smoking hot back in Edmonton as well. It's uh, 26 degrees right now, and there is a heat warning in effect, so... Maybe not as, as hot as Dallas, but it is hot here as well. Yeah, I think what you were saying there is that uh, Doug Wilson, Bob, uh, clearly won uh, this three-way trade. Um, and now they have cap space to do something big in free agency. So I think that's what most people were getting at with Hoffman as well. I mean, Florida, they might be getting a pretty good player as well when this is all said and done, if it all works out. And he could maybe play on their second line with Trocek. So it's interesting, but we'll have to wait and see on that front. Yeah, and the other the other part of the equation is, as I mentioned yesterday, is it takes Ilya Kovalchuk out of the mix with the uh, Florida Panthers because some people thought that Kovalchuk uh, would have been, of course, they've signed up Jenny Dadnov the year before, uh, and you could easily see you could easily see that uh, there was a scenario where maybe Kovalchuk was in the mix of Florida capitalizing on the fact that they have no state tax, and the end result is now Kovalchuk. You know, that's one fewer team that the San Jose Sharks organization is competing against for his services. Of course, Peter DeBoer coached Ilya Kovalchuk with the New Jersey Devils as well. So lots of different moving parts. And I will say my guess from an Edmonton perspective is things will pick up on the Thursday before the draft. The opening round, of course, taking place on Friday. My guess is it picks up on Thursday. I, I, you know, you have a lot of teams. Their scouting staffs are getting together. And we'll see what ends up transpiring here over the course of the next 48 hours. Um, and I have some different thoughts in that regard, in turn, and we'll discuss that a little bit later on in terms of what some potential options are for the Edmonton Oilers. But uh, I know I've put out my sort of top nine, and if that top nine, if those nine players that I've listed, and those top nine players, again, are uh, Darlene Spechnikov, um, 
been in talk kind of hammy now, number three. I have Dobson as high as number four. Uh, Kachuk at five to Arizona, Hughes six to Detroit. I believe I had Dobson seven to the uh, Vancouver Canucks, Wallstrom eight uh, to Chicago, and that drops Zadina all the way to nine. If those nine players are gone, uh, you know, I could see the Oilers looking specifically at Barrett Heighton, a centerman out of Sault Ste. Marie. And I know I've mentioned Ty Smith a lot. Not everybody likes to hear the Ty Smith name, but the fact is the numbers that he put up this year in the Western Hockey League are, are pretty exceptional when you compare him to other major junior defensemen over the last several years out of the WHL, including a stud like Ivan Provorov. Smith's a completely different defenseman. I wouldn't even dare to suggest he's got as high a ceiling as Provorov, but I, you know, he had a bad... Canada did not knock it out of the park in the U18. A lot of people have been down on him ever since that. The other option is, you know, if those top nine guys go in some order, of which the nine players that I listed, there's still the option that the Oilers could trade down a couple spots as well. And we'll wait and see on that front. Uh, There's also a lot of defensemen in the second round of the draft projected to go there. And maybe that lends itself to potentially taking a forward in the first round. So we'll wait and see what Edmonton has to do. Uh, In terms of trade activity, I know there's rumors all over the place, but it's my belief it's a tad quiet right now. And again, it may pick up. Now, the Oilers did take care of some business yesterday. Reed Wilkins had Matt Benning on the show last night at Inside Sports. Benning signing a two-year deal at 1.9 on an AAV. I know that when I, I programmed uh, some numbers throughout the, the course of the spring here in Oilers now, it was my belief that Kajula would get in the range of two years times 1.75, and Benning would get two years at 1.75. And that's how I factored them in. Uh, I did believe that Benning would probably go a little bit higher than uh, a guy uh, like uh, Drake Kajula just because of the, defense, the difference between defense and forward. And, oh, we uh, sorry, we had Matt was on with you. Is that right, Brendan? Just to confirm that you yeah, he was on with us now late in the show yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, so he was on with you yesterday. He had this to say. So Benning gets the one point nine million times two. This is a bridge contract for him. It's going to allow him to grow. And he had this to say yesterday with Brendan Ulrich on orders now as to what he wants to improve on. I think for me, it's uh, my second summer as, as being a pro now and. Um, I think just, just gearing up and, and being um, a little bit more ready for the start of the season, I think that um, for us, for me and for the team, it's important that we get off to a good start. And um, and last year, uh, I mean, I thought that it took us a little bit to get going and we had it in spurts and, and we were a little bit inconsistent. So um, I think just for me is, is improving on my skills um, with the puck. Um, my skating, I mean, the NHL now is so fast, so you got to uh, gotta make sure that you're you're up to speed with everything, and um, um, I think that that's just important for me to, to have a good start. All right, so that's Matt Benning yesterday on Oilers Now, and uh, he feels that he, and I agree with this sentiment, he's got some room to grow offensively. Uh, I think part of it comes with experience, and, and just being in the league for two years now, I kind of no, no. Um, I mean, and, and being with the Oilers for two years, no, where my teammates are going to be, and and um, how to um, contribute offensively. I think that um, just that confidence that you have of playing in the, in, in the league for a few years helps, and it's just something that you got to find throughout time. That's Matt Benning of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, added some additional comments as to where he envisions that he'll fit into. Uh, the uh, game plan and in the lineup moving forward? Great question. Um, I mean, going into training camp, everyone's battling for a job, and 
and I'll be pushing the guys ahead of me for their jobs and there'll be um, guys below me or, or not on the team last year that will be pushing for my job so um, I think uh, that that's the coach's job and, and uh, for me I just, just look to have a little bit of a better start and, and produce a little bit more. That's Matthew Benning of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Um, so he gets a two-year deal, a $1.9 million AAV, $1.8 million on the first year, $2 million on the second year. Uh, right now, I have the Edmonton Oilers with 11 forwards, six defensemen, two goaltenders, and the buyout on Benoit Pouliot at $75.8 million. And I'll tell you why. Strom uh, needs to be qualified at $3 million. So I've got him at a $3 million price point. That includes uh, the full rookie bonus on Yesa Pugliarvi. That also includes a two-year bridge on Darnell Nurse at $3 million per. Now, he might get north of that to 3.25, but I envision Nurse will come in somewhere between 2.8 to 3.2. So I've assigned him a $3 million price point. So McDavid, R&H, and Raddy. Dreisaitl, Lucic, and Aberg for the purposes of uh, you know putting some lines together. Strom, Kajula, and Poliarvi, Kara, and Cassian. That's eleven forwards. I've got it roughly forty-five million dollars. Um, again, assessing a uh, or assigning a three million dollar price point on Darnell Nurse for two years. Clefbaum, Lur- uh, Larson, Nurse, and Benning, Sekra, and Russell. Um, at six defensemen at $22.8 million. I've got Talbot and Koskinen, uh, $6.7 million combined, and then Pooley out a $1.3 million buyout. And that, that gets you at basically $75.8 million. Now, we're hearing reports today that the uh, cap's going to come in between 79 and $80 million. I'm including a full bonus uh, for Yessa Pooley-Arby, which would be very difficult for him to hit. Uh, but that way, you're covered. And so... Basically, the Oilers are going to need a, uh, a 12th, a 13th, and a 14th forward, and they will need those forwards for when they go over to Europe. I, I think you have to be pragmatic in that regard. You don't have to carry 14 forwards all season, but you probably do when you start the season, and Edmonton's uh, heading over to uh, uh, Europe to start the year, and then obviously going to have based upon the fact that Edmonton announced their first home game, and uh, Brendan will shed some light on that in a second here. Uh, but Edmonton's going to need to probably carry the 14 forwards to start the year, and so they're going to need 12, 13th, and 14th forward and the number seven defenseman if they don't make any changes by a trade and that sort of thing. They're only going to have between three and a half and four million bucks for those four players, if that. So they don't have a lot of cap space right now. People need to keep that in mind. And that's why we talk about if they're going to make a, a move and add something, they're probably going to have to move out, contract in for contract out. Bob Stoffer joining you, 1219 at Edmonton. Edmonton looking to rebound as a team. Matt Benning with some thoughts on that. I think that, that part of it is just understanding uh, as a team how to kind of stop the bleeding when it, when it, when it starts. Um, I thought two years ago, the year that we made the playoffs, I mean, every team goes through spurts where they lose a few games, but um, I thought that two years ago we, we did a good job in, in bouncing back, and um, this past season um, it was hard for us to kind of stop the bleeding. So um, I think moving forward, we've, we've been through um, both situations. We're still a young group, and uh, we've, we've learned from last year, and, and we'll take that into next year. All right, so that's Matt Benning. Um, specific to Matt, I, I do think he's capable of progressing and growing quite a bit. I think the Trent Yanni hire is going to be really important for uh, Benning as well as Darnell Nurse. I think that uh, you take a look at uh, Trent Yanni's 
um, track record. This is why I tweeted out immediately after uh, he left the Anaheim Ducks organization. They mutually agreed to part ways that he would check all the boxes in Edmonton, not to mention the penalty killing. To me, uh, Matt Benning's a smart guy. Um, I know he worked on some of his strengths in the off season a year ago. Uh, it, for me, it's got to be skating, skating, skating. Uh, there is something there. Can he become a, a second pairing right shot defenseman? Yeah, why not? Uh, is that a possibility? For sure, it is at this stage of the game. You know, he's because he because he's got the hockey sense and he's a smart guy and he can be decisive and he gets pucks through from a point. Uh, I, I think he had he lost some confidence early last year. And there was so much that went wrong uh, last year. Maybe you get some clarity when you go away and you're on a plane with, uh, you know, members of six different NHL organizations having conversations. I mean, it was a virtual who's who of the NHL hockey world out of Calgary, certainly from a Western Canadian perspective, uh, flying down from Calgary into Dallas yesterday. But, you know, you take a look at Edmonton's situation. Cam Talbot got off to a rocky start, pulled twice in the first four games last year. Uh, Benning turning the puck over the last preseason game in Vancouver while on the power play that led to a goal by Granlund against the Canucks. Uh, got walked uh, by Bohr Horvat in the second regular season game of the year in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, he, he had a, a tough start to the season. The, you know, there's really no other way to say it. I, I thought he settled down as the season wore on. Uh, and they needed Matt Benning to take on some additional minutes given the injury to Andre Sacra. So you had the goaltending, you had Sacra out, you had a couple of guys being counted on to take a step forward on defense. That didn't happen for Clefbaum, uh, and then uh, nor did it happen for Matt Benning. You had very little secondary scoring. And then the power play, which was good for the first month and a half of the season. Don't forget, it was 12th when the Eskimos played the... Uh, Western Conference Final against the Calgary Stampeders, so that would be like middle of November. It's 12th in the league at that point, finished 31st. So, goaltending, health on D, improved play on D, improved special teams, especially the power play. Um, They're going to need some more secondary scoring. But if those things can come together, assuming that they do not lose... You know, a guy like McDavid or Dreisaitl to injury, Edmonton can be poised to have a bit of a bounce back year. And the other thing is, they're not going to have a lot of pressure on them this year. And that's, uh, Brendan, how much do you think that plays into things? Like, do you, do you think the team kind of was a little bit, uh, you know, caught off guard by the level of intensity that opposition teams were bringing uh, the orders on a nightly basis, given, you know, the perception out there of where the orders seemingly were, uh, you know, perceived to be in the mix as a Stanley Cup favorite? Yeah, I think there's some truth to that, but I also think, you know, with McDavid, I still think every night teams are, are not going to be caught off guard by the Oilers just because McDavid's on the team, so you don't want to get embarrassed by McDavid because you can in any shift, right? So I still think that will carry over into this season, but I think the Oilers will be able to manage those expectations a little bit better as well. All right, it's 12:23 in Edmonton. Bob Stopper with you in Dallas. Uh, we're going to take a step back, uh, step uh, back to the studio. Uh, when we come back, we'll have NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. This 
is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. All right. Uh, Rob has texted the show out of Drayton Valley. He says, Bob, I don't think the fact that the Oilers started so many games in the Eastern Conference at the start of the year helped last year. What's the schedule look like this year for the first 20 games? Well, we don't have a complete NHL schedule as of yet. Um, That is coming probably in the next 48 hours or so. And again, you can text us at 630-630. But we know that the Oilers are going to head over to Germany. They'll play their first game in Sweden. It would not surprise me if Edmonton has uh, maybe three more games, uh, maybe a couple out east, and then make their way back west before returning for Edmonton uh, for their home opener. And, Brendan, we have a date on that home opening game as uh, we go to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Yes, the home opener, Bob, will be Thursday, October 18th against the Boston Bruins. All right, well, let's bring it. Let's get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Let's hear the music. Yeah, the full schedule comes out tomorrow, by the way, but the NHL award ceremony goes tonight in Las Vegas. Oilers captain Connor McDavid will be awarded his second straight Art Ross trophy. He is also up for the Ted Lindsay Award, and uh, that is voted on by the players as the most outstanding player. Uh, Taylor Hall, Nathan McKinnon, and Andre Kopitar up for the Hart Trophy. Bob, is this uh, Taylor Hall that's going to win this one? Oh, man, I think this is going to be a close vote. It's uh, too close for me. I, I'm not sure. I could see McKinnon squeaking out Hall, and I could see Hall squeaking out McKinnon. I, you know, and I yeah, I know the Oilers traded Taylor Hall, but I'd love to see him win it. You know, he's, he, you, you know there's a lot of nights where he was the uh, most uh, exciting reason why you wanted to go to an Edmonton Oilers game at Rexall Place. Um so I have no problem if he wins it. He deserves it. He played great this year for New Jersey. I think it's going to be close. I think it's too close to call. How would you know at this stage of the game? I'm not sure. Well, I think it is a two-horse race at least. I think we can count uh, Kopitar out most likely, but we'll see what happens between Hall and McKinnon. Uh, Chris Johnson reporting that the Sens are planning to keep this year's fourth overall pick and uh, give up their first rounder to Colorado next year. But, of course, this could change uh, prior to uh, the pick on Friday. We'll have to wait and see there. But uh, that's interesting, Bob. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, what are the percentages that Ottawa would draft uh, higher than number four next year? Even if they came in, even if they came in 31st, right? There's still a possibility that they could draft as low as four. Uh, In fact, a pretty good possibility that they'd be drafting as low as four. So uh, Ottawa, I mean, I have no idea how that whole situation in Ottawa is going to play itself out. We might have to talk uh, to somebody from there to get a bit of a perspective on that. Eric Francis reporting that Daryl Sutter has announced his retirement from NHL coaching. And uh, TMZ Sports reporting that Preds forward Austin Watson was arrested on suspicion of domestic assault at a gas station in Tennessee. Wow. That's not a good story. He's had some challenges 
during the course of his career. All right. Uh, a couple of uh, bits from the Western Hockey League. Mark Lamb, former Edmonton Oilers assistant coach and Edmonton Oilers player, named the general manager of the uh, uh, Prince George Cougars. Serge Lejoie, the uh, former head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. He won a national championship last year. He was the intern coach for three years when Ian Herbers was with the U of A. Spotted in Kamloops. Um, on Monday, and uh, it would not surprise me in the least if he ends up being the next head coach of the Kamloops Blazers. 12-29 uh, at Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. Uh, is it Eileen Bell back at the studio today, Brendan? Yep. Eileen's up next, and then we'll hook up with uh, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. This is Oilers Now.